because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. I'll bet those rascals have a ball every day just sitting there and watching those models come out in negligees and swimsuits <laughs> and, and take them out to dinner at night. <laughs> you ain't kidding, Herman. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, there must be a lot of hanky-panky goats on in that business. <laughs> I just remembered. The hanky they'll be playing panky with is my wife. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, runway model fashion show episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, every single streaming service that exists. That was a tongue twister almost. Mm. Uh, to, To say... Get out of here. We want to watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster, monster-headed monster table of monsterism is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, Shun DMC, Mr. Hanky Panky. Oh. AG here. <laughs> Mr. Hanky Panky. All right. I don't know if that one will stick. <laughs> that, that's, the, the- uh, that's the later in the career album title. Let's see. Mr. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it'll stick. That's a weird. Mm. I'm going to do my darnest to make it stick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not into these weird nicknames. Across the table right. is right. the king of men, the uh, <laughs> master carpenter, <laughs> our lord and savior, the Dr. Uh-huh. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Ah, uh, yes. Behold, I'm here. I'm walking down the <laughs> runway in my newest um, my newest outfits. I'm vamping for you all with the music blaring behind me. Oh. That's right. I have uh, stapled millions upon millions of monsters DVDs upon myself as a coat. <laughs> <laughs> Very reflective. Mm-hmm. Very Harry's amaz- amazing Technicolor dream coat. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all Technicolor. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yes, it is. Which is ironic since monsters are black and white. Um, I hope I don't rise up the fans in, in any way with this. But <laughs> look, I'm making a statement. All right. Well, I called you our Lord and Savior, so I'm gonna have to probably edit that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you went from master disaster to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, I felt like I had to one up. You called yourself uh, Mister Hanky Panky, the Christmas Poo. And uh, had to go it's, one. It's, <laughs> is his last name Panky? Or is I'm just assuming. Panky? What is this? Kyle. <laughs> yep. Oh, one up you. Oh, boy. oh, boys, here we are <sighs> gathered around the table wow. again. Ironically, three. you one up me with a number two. I did. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, with a mm. number two. Yeah. That'll yeah, be on I'm, I'm, I'm in the groove tonight. What's that? I'm in a groove tonight. Oh, I said I'm on the roof tonight. I was like, well, no, no, no. More oxygen to the brain, I guess. The hankering um, is a pankering, as they say. <laughs> Any hoosies. We're here. Season one, episode 33. Lily Munster, girl model. I think that's what hmm. it was called, right? Yeah, that is exactly right. I wonder what oh, this could be about. Yeah, it was such a weird title. <laughs> and what's funny is like last episode, we talked about how 
the amazing writing combo of Schuster and <laughs> Smith, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> you'd think after so many episodes, I remember, but I can't. How would they can't write uh, uh, women characters? So we'll find out hmm. if that trend changes. But before we do that, <laughs> Jens, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Good. Doing yeah. good. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting down now in my DVD code. It's starting to crunch and poke up at mm. me. It's a little uncomfortable, but it's the things I do for the monsters, you know. It's it's, it's more of an art piece, so you got you to gotta respect it. I respect it. I'm wearing uh, underwear made of unborn centipedes, and it crunches when <laughs> I sit down, too. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I scoot a little closer to Terry. <laughs> No, don't worry. It's when I said the, the ghouls spray all over the place from onboard centipedes squishing. Ah, okay, okay. Mm, oh, good. That, that makes me feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're in the splash zone. You're fine. <laughs> you guys are seven yeah. rows in. So we'll be okay. Seven rows? That, <laughs> that's a very yeah. thick yeah. I'm like an avant-garde Gallagher. Instead of mm. smashing a watermelon with a mallet, I smash onboard centipedes with my ample frame. <laughs> wow that's a visual right there it is it is that oh my goodness perfect for an audio medium it is oh, yeah. That's, yeah, descriptive yes let me let me paint an image for you uh, i'm lighting a candle i'm scurrying oh. down the hallway i'm ducking underneath twizzlers low-hanging fruit cobwebs watching out for the rat shit getting up to the gate opening that up and we have entered the cathedral naming rights still TBD. It could be the TD Waterhouse, the TBD Waterhouse, maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, cathedral of Monster Hunting Almanacisms. That's a new word. Um, make sure you guys, I know we, I got to remind you, but push a ghost if you can. Oh, if you yeah, see yeah. one, push one. That's our motto around here. Mm-hmm. Got a mosh pit going. With them, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see a ghost, push them. Yeah. Yeah. That's our stance ghost, on ghosts. Push it. Uh, I'm going to. Head on over to the shelf. Uh, go past Indiana Jones's comings, leavings, droppings, and anything else that he may have over there. Uh, <laughs> that pile of goo is growing still. Mm-hmm. I oh, hope it does growing. not reach sentience because that would be terrible. Oh, well, somebody's got to push that eventually, and it's not going to be me. <laughs> Keith, I, I nominate mm-hmm. Keith for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Hanky Panky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, going past the movie to book. The translations, uh, the Mad Libs, everything else, mm-hmm. and I'm finding that dusty old tome. There it is. It's huge. It feels like this grows every week too. A little bit. Feels like I write. Big. I write big. So oh, it feels like it's a little bit, a few inches bigger than it always was. I don't know. Pull that out. <laughs> Boy, that's a weird. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of words yeah. all together. Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, so <laughs> Especially with the next part, you're gonna say it really doesn't work well. But it's, okay. well, it's covered in dust. I'm gonna blow it off. <sighs> Open it up, mm-hmm. drop down to a knee, present it to Keith, altar boy to priest style. The Monster Hunters Almanac, factoid tid, not the Almanac Monster Hunters. We are the Monster Hunters Almanac factoid tidbit shit sheet psalm of the week. All right, all right, let's open up to uh, we're gonna open up to adjacent uh. Book five. Jason. <laughs> There's five uh, books at least of a Jason. You know, five uh in uh part part four. Oh part four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Book five, uh, part four. Yep, yep. And uh from 1961 to 1963, NBC aired Car 54, where are you? Oh, okay. Oh. 
Uh, it's a uh, the series follows the adventures of New York City Police Department officers Gunther uh, Tootie and Francis Muldoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's on car fifty four. One is short, stocky, and nosy, and not very bright. Lives a loud lives with his loud, uh, domineering wife, Lucille. Uh, Muldoon, on the other hand, is college educated, tall, quiet. Uh, lives at home with his mother and his two younger sisters. Reluctant to get married. Uh, the show was originally going to be called The Snow Whites, um, but they were there was another Walt Disney show that was going to be coming on after them, so they thought people would get confused with it. And then uh, they were stumped for a title, so producers decided to go with the closing line of the freshly written theme song uh, written by creator Nat uh, Hyken and composer John Strauss. There's a holdup in the Bronx. Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short a child. Khrushchev's do at Idlewild. Car 54, where are you? Hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the line Khrushchev's due to Idlewild refers to Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. Oh. Uh, in September of 1960, a year before the series began, he flew to New York's Idlewild Airport uh, to attend the United Nations General Assembly. If they continued, if the series had continued on uh, a little bit more, they would have had to replace that name uh, or you know, replace the words of the song because in December of 1963 uh, or 1964, it was changed to John F. Kennedy International Airport. And I thought you were saying cruise chef. Yep. Yep. There was a cruise chef. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> the greatest cruise chef ever. The omelets that guy made were so great. They named the airport after him. <laughs> yep. This show was uh, created by uh, Nat uh, Hyken. H-I-K-E-N. I'm assuming that's Hyken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think so. uh, he also directed 21 episodes. Nice. Uh, he wrote 31 of them. No one, there's a handful of other writers. Nobody has more than five. So I really didn't focus too much more on there. Um, I mentioned he directed 21 episodes. Uh, Al DiCaprio did 20. Uh, and Stanley Prager also did another 20. Uh, we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, Hyken won Emmy Awards 1956. He won for comedy, writing, and directing for two different awards that year for the Phil Silver Show. 1957, comedy writing for the Phil Silver Show. 1958, mm-hmm. the same again, comedy writing for the Phil Silver Show. And then 1962, he got outstanding directorial achievement in comedy for Car 54. Wow, that's pretty good. And he was also a nominee in 62 and 63 for outstanding writing and comedy. Hiken directed 21 episodes. Al DiCaprio did 20, as I said. He also directed a bit on the Phil Silver Show. He also did 35 episodes of Joan Rivers' show in, uh, from 1968 to 1969. And five of the 13 episodes of the Joe Namath show. Joe Namath had a show? Yeah. Yeah. He talked a lot of sports. He was a host and talked to sports stars um, and stuff like that. I guess he wasn't a very good host and Joe got yanked pretty quickly. Magic Johnson before Magic Johnson was Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Dick Schaff was on the show with him as well. Dick (laughs) Schaft. I said said Schaff because I knew that's how you pronounce it. I thought there was a guy named Dick Schaft. No. Wow. Hmm. Uh, he goes by Richard, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Rich chef. That's bad. Uh, uh, Stanley Prager, he, uh, besides doing 20 episodes of this, was, he did 30 episodes of the Patty Duke show. All right. Uh, Fred Gwynn plays Francis Muldoon. Uh, Al Lewis plays Leo Schnauzer. Uh, Joe E. Ross plays. And so we already know a lot about Fred Gwynn and Lewis, but then Joe E. Ross is kind of the star of this thing overall. He plays Gunther Tootie. 
Uh, he was also Master Sergeant Rupert, Rupert Ritz, Ritzik, R-I-T-Z-I-K, over on the Phil Silver Show. He does some cartoon work after a while as well. And he he was Sergeant Flint, uh, like the main uh, on Hong Kong Fui, uh, you know, yeah. where, where they were always out of. He was the the cop in charge of that. Um, he's also in a movie called The Happy Hooker Goes to Washington. Mm. Oh, hmm. yeah. OK. Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bernice Pons plays Lucille Tootie, and she also played four. She was also on 14 episodes of the Phil Silver Show. Now, Lucille mm. is. Gunther Tootie's wife on this and uh, over on the Phil Silver show, she played Emma Ritzik, which was uh, Joey Ross. Uh, he played again, Rupert Ritzik, uh, his wife on that show as well. So wow. she played his wife on, on two different shows. Interesting. Uh, and then Paul Reed is on this. He plays Captain Block. Uh, I guess he's Paul Block for a while, and then he's Martin Block later on. And he was also on two episodes of the Phil Silver show. All right. This is suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. Phil Silver show just kind of mm-hmm. it started it all, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh the spot there was a sponsor that came on during the opening credits and said tonight's episode is brought to you by and like whichever one it was for the week. And that was uh that was always voiced by Fred Gwynn. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh Al Lewis, so he played he came on in the 13th episode of season one as Officer Leo Schnauzer. Um, first of all, the, apparently uh, in the credits, it's listed as S-C-H-N-A-U-S-E-R. The name stenciled on the locker is S-C-H-N-U-A-Z-R. And there's apparently a couple other various misspellings throughout the time. Whenever you can see his name printed, they spell his name wrong all the time, I guess. Now, is that yeah. like an inside joke or is that like just... I, I yeah, yeah just a thing, I guess they did. I don't know, maybe like a Easter egg of some sort they thought people would pick up on. I have no idea. It seems a little weird, but he comes on in episode 13, but his first appearance is in a very early episode where he plays uh, Al Spencer, a city employee trying to evict an old woman from a condemned building. Then he comes back again uh, to play Al, the owner of Al's garage where he would repair and repaint stolen cars for a car theft ring before finally getting the promotion to be a a full-time person in, uh, in uh, episode 13. Hmm. Wait, so yeah. he was just a guest star the first couple times, I like guess, different characters, and then he came back as yep. a... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, for the black and white location shots, um, the cars, the police cars in New York at the time were black and green uh, and white, and they changed mm. all the green parts to red so it's not confuse uh, the locals. And also, because I guess uh, the red popped a lot nicer on the black and white uh, film. Okay. Yeah, I would never have thought that. That's mm-hmm. weird. Now, apparently, NBC wanted to buy part ownership of the show in exchange for it being renewed for a third season. Um, but Nat Hyken refused, and the show's sponsor, Procter & Gamble, uh, tried to take the show over to CBS, but the network had no room on its schedule. Hyken had become burnt out on the show due to its single-camera setup, which required more time. He also had mm. constant problems with Joey Ross, uh, who had trouble remembering lines and a, and a bunch of other problems. I can gladly end the show and never worked on another series again. Wow. Okay. He really like, was burnt out. Yeah. He took his six Emmys or whatever it was, some nominations and just walked away. Hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I'm not very familiar with the song uh, OO Bossa Nova by Milt Jackson, but apparently Joey Ross shows up on there. 
he contributed his catchphrase of oh oh huh from That's the series apparently oh, so oh. yeah yeah from um, car 54 yep. that's his thing mm-hmm. oh oh yeah uh al lewis also <laughs> appears in the car 54 movie that came out and is apparently watching the monsters in in an, in, part, in like one of the scenes that he's in for that oh wow well okay hold now that's yeah hmm, that's so, so that's, they're doing the a double dip exist. on the uh yeah they're doing a little double dip on the old uh easter eggs in the car 54 movie movie that came out in like the 90s and just looks there was a awful. movie in the 90s, they made a movie in the 90s? yeah yeah uh it's got one of the guys from scrubs not the main guys um why do i not remember this but uh, it's got rosie o'donnell is alice in it yeah he shows up in it at some point in time and like uh, one of the things i read was that he's watching the monsters in that uh, in, in, or in his scene and fred glenn is in it uh i don't know that's i just saw a thing about al lewis Okay. I didn't go into I didn't go into the movie. Wow, because it looked absolutely awful. Oh, it's it was apparently, it was apparently um, too. It was and filmed in 1991, but due to um, it being terrible, no bankruptcy. It's uh, where uh, whichever studio had it, and then uh-huh. it got moved around. Who remembered Car 54 in the 90s? I mean, nobody. nobody. Judging by the fact that it made 1.2 yeah. million at the box office, no yeah. one. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Dude, some people couldn't even find their car, let alone car 54. Dude, where is it? Yeah, where's my car? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Terry. I, I get me that. a sigh. I appreciate that one. Uh, so last thing I have about here is um, so Joe Joe, and then it's E period Ross. Uh, so Joe E. Ross, he uh he apparently caused a lot of problems on this. Um they almost fired him and handed the co-starring road to Al Lewis. But I guess Ross was so inconsolable at being told this that they they gave him like one more try. <laughs> he just Aww. cried until they said bye. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But apparently he was uh, formerly an obscure blue comic, mostly known on the mm. burlesque circuit until his role in the Phil Silver show. Wow. Uh, aside from his unreliable nature, inability to memorize lines and temperamental behavior on set, which increased along with his ego when the show took off, he's also extremely crude and vulgar in his behavior. Uh-huh. Uh, this uh, person who was writing uh, some stuff about it said on, on one of the visits, uh, Hank Garrett, that's the guy I was writing. Uh, he recalled some representatives of Procter and Gamble came to visit the set and were horrified to walk in uh, on Joe, uh, you know, working it in his dressing room. Working it. Yeah. As in. Okay. I don't yeah. need to know more. Yeah. Yeah. It was some comings and goings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought and, maybe you know he was like and, dancing and, no, in there, no. like working it, he you was, know, <laughs> working it. Oh, he maybe. Look, I look. I okay. He was he was jacking off in his dressing there room when the people came in. God. So I, I don't know who listens to our show. I mean, geez, Pete, I try to keep it clean a bit. The very first episode you suggested. <laughs> no, no, I did not. That's true. <laughs> Somebody did. I feel like it was Mr. Hanky Panky. <laughs> yes. His reputation precedes his name. No, 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 no. That was not me. That was not me. Okay. And you go back mm. and listen to the episode. I did not do that. Okay. I suggested that the babysitter broke because she saw Herman's penis. That's all I said. <laughs> yeah, but later on, you suggested Beastie Hell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess. No, I did not. Um. So, yeah, I guess it's a little <laughs> weird that I try to keep it clean now. But, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they I don't understand. Off. Like, all of a sudden, you're. Yeah, uh, so it, yeah, like the main sponsor of the show walked <laughs> in and it. <laughs> dropped an F-bomb at me a few episodes ago because I said the triple Lindy was dedicated no. to you. You're like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It just anyway. That uh on that note. Um, working it. Yep. I like to work it, work it. <laughs> that's like I imagine like Vance and just like busting a move down I there, like but I guess he was busting something yep. else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, busting makes me feel good. <laughs> okay. Don't say that in front of the ghosts. Yeah, you just offended half of our immediate audience, the live studio <laughs> audience of all the ghosts. Yeah, you always wonder why you hear so many booze. <laughs> it's, it's the ghosts. No. It I don't know why you're referring to them as live, though. Well, Keith, don't insult them. You no, they hate you, that. They hate it when you bring that up. Mm. That they're dead. Yeah, they don't know they're dead until you tell them. Until I shove them and say, get moving. Ditto. All right. Well, you undead freak. (laughs) I heard the book close, and that's the starter's gun. So I'm already upstairs through the kitchen. Hello. Goodbye, staff. Hello. Goodbye. Uh, Out the back door, down the sidewalk, over the 12 to 15 steps. There's a crack there. uh, Out the creaky gate. Thanks, Dave Champa. Over the lollipop bridge that is covering the lollipop guild. I've buried them now. They were dead. Oh. Oh, they were uh, yeah, such, such a nice, fl- such a nice flower display you put with the two. Well, it's very nice. After two weeks, they started to stink. I was like, oh, I guess mm. they're not moving. Uh, so I buried them up uh, or buried them down. However you <laughs> want to say uh, mm-hmm. out to the dock where we still have our unintended ship. Um, I'm reviewing the applications now. Hop on the boat. So Captain Care. To- <laughs> so Captain Terry. There we go. Can take us three miles out into international waters so we can dive deep, deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Skooma. That's right. We're diving deep and we're seeing a familiar face because this episode was directed by Earl No Strain Bellamy. He's back. Oh, it's been a while. I always uh-huh. get excited about this guy. I don't know why. I think it's just a nickname. No Strain. No Strain thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've. Yeah. Created some sort of artificial bond between the man and I. <laughs> he's like he's like a father to me. <laughs> father figure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I got pumped when I saw his name. Uh, we we haven't heard about him in a while, so it's nice to see him. And it's not going to be the last time we hear him. Luckily, we still have two more episodes to go. So nice. Yeah, he's coming to the near the end of his run, but he's not done yet. And he's also does the Mustard Go Home movie, so we also have that to look forward to. He is mostly a TV director, but he's done his fair share of movies. Um, I found a movie that he did called Fluffy, which is about an experiment Hmm. gone wrong. It's a guy who wants to prove that even a lion can be tamed with proper training. He wants to make the lion into a pet. So, Hmm. I mean, what could go wrong there? Sounds like me. I would love I would love to do that. You'd love you'd love to train a lion to be be a pet. That'd be great. Maybe this this movie might change your mind because it freaks people out, I guess, when you start <laughs> having a lion rocking around with you. So they end up hiding out in a hotel, mm. um, which uh, also freaked out the people who live in the hotel that there's a lion living in there with them. Uh, the movie's all on. Yeah, the movie's all on YouTube. So I, I, I kind of just skimmed through it. Um, it seems like there's a lot of chaos involved. Um, I think the lion even gets accused of murder at some point. Oh, the trainer gets put to jail. Most lions mm. do get accused of murder. Mm-hmm. And they never get a fair trial. Uh, no. But I, it's weird. I was skimming through. The lion really isn't in it that much, as far as I could tell from my hopping around. But uh, it didn't make me nervous sometimes because the main actor would really like, he was like opening the lion's mouth and like putting his hand in there and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, careful with that. But most <laughs> of the other scenes are just like the lion 
being intercut into the scene. Like he's not actually there at the audience yep. or, the, or audience and or actors or crew, hopefully. So that seems like they play it safe for the most part, besides just putting his arm straight down the lion's gullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story was by Dick Conway for this episode and the teleplay by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. You know who it is. It's the Beaver Squad. They're back. <laughs> and it, it's that <laughs> classic setup where Dick Conway shows up with a story idea. And then somehow he gets Joe Conley and Bob Mosher to write it down for him. Transcribe it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Dick Conway, he did a lot of writing for other shows. The Gale Storm show. Oh, Susanna. Leave it to Beaver. Of course, uh, McDuff, the talking dog. Also, of course, I mentioned that in an earlier episode. Uh, he did a lot of animation as well, mostly like Hanna-Barbera stuff. There was a show he did that felt kind of monstery. It's called Shake, Rattle, and Roll, which the title wouldn't make you think is monstery, but it turns out it's about three ghosts named Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and they hmm. run a hotel, and the hotel is pretty popular amongst like the supernatural crowd. You know, lots of weird monsters and creatures to go and stay there. There's a bunch of episodes on YouTube. The one I was watching uh, had a abominable snow ghost that shows up to take his vacation. And of course, when he shows up, the snow ghost makes everything snowy and horrible and cold and all the other creatures hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like, they're all come, they all come storming down the stairs. There's like a guy in a suit of armor. There's a floating demon thing, a fish man. Oh, and there's like a random, just like old man walking down. So maybe, so maybe normal people live there too. I don't know. Uh, they try to get rid of the ghost by, you know, putting a heated blanket over it to warm him up, make him uncomfortable. They also try to serve him molten hot chili, which of course the snow ghost senses that this is a trap right away and makes the three ghosts eat it instead. And then this is the big twist. They decide they're going to call in some help. They're going to call in big red, Mm. which is Satan himself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. So, yeah. And I mean, we're heading down Satan. I'm looking at you. He's nodding. I think he remembers this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghost, they, they tell him that the snow ghost told them that Satan wasn't so hot. And so Satan gets mad and he saves the day by blowing his breath on the snow ghost and melting him down to a tiny little size that you could probably just squish with your foot. So Satan's the hero. Yeah. Satan saves the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, love it. The only <laughs> downside is, is that Satan decides to take residence in the hotel and now they have the opposite problem. It's too hot and it, everybody hates it. So I don't know how they're going to get rid of Satan. They kind of called an old big red. There's not much else you can do. I guess maybe you could like call down God to smite him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, w- we wouldn't do that. Satan. Don't, he's looking at us a little. <laughs> yes. Satan, listen, <laughs> we're cool, man. We're cool. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple guest stars. Roger C. Carmel as Laszlo Brastoff. And Nina Shipman as beautiful woman. But Roger C. Carmel has 85 acting credits on IMDb going from 1958 to 1987. He's been in shows like Batman, The Man from Uncle, Star Trek, the Invisible Man series. He also did some voice acting. He was in Transformers, the movie, and in the series as Cyclonus, which I don't know who that is. Mm. But Keith kind of like he does. You know Cyclonus? Uh, I think. I think I know which guy they're talking about. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know Transformers that well besides like those Michael Bay movies and Bumblebee. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Bumblebee's all right. But. Yeah, that one's not bad. The other ones are. Yeah, he could, Cyclones could turn into a starship. He wasn't even like a, he couldn't turn into a car or anything. I guess starships kind of cooler than a car. I don't know. Uh, 
He also voiced the character called Sir Tuxford in the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Gummy <laughs> I thought you were saying the Transformers as well. <laughs> here and there and everywhere. Yes, yes. So I thought this was like Care Bears at first, but no, this is Gummy Bears, like the candy. Mm-hmm. But they're not candy in the show. They're like actual bears. Uh, yeah. But they drink weird. the gummy juice. The what? They drink gummy juice. And they, uh, they they bounce, and they can bounce around after that, right? Okay. You're yeah. answering a lot of questions I had. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think their power is that they bounce around. It's set back in like medieval era. They've got a little village they live in. And then this boy ends up making friends with them and they fight orcs. So. The fact that you don't know the gummy bears, that might be the one that's blowing my mind. I mean, I know the candy. <laughs> the song is like this iconic Disney theme song from the 90s or late 80s. Yeah, I've never even yeah heard of this, but wow. it's weird that I feel like it's just weird that I'm the, this whole time I've been eating gummy bears. They've actually just been, I don't know, have they been these sentient bears? How are yes. they, have they been like fossilized Harvested rem- in medieval times? <laughs> I think they're like it's fossilized remains of the gummy bears. The That's why I bite the heads off of them first every time. I don't oh, need sure. anything crazy happening. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. You don't want them bouncing around in there. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's best not to think about that too much. Uh, so we have Nina Shipman. She has 61 <laughs> credits on IMDb from 1957 to 1987. She started out as a model and then transitioned into acting. She also apparently took up hawk training at some point in her career. Hawk training? Hawk training. A falconer, oh, I guess. Is what yeah, you know oh, nice. But with hawks, falcons and hawks are two different things, I think. But whatever. Both uh, raptors. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rap Turner. There's something on there. Yeah. But uh, she did mostly one-off roles in TV shows. She was in that Lassie episode that I talked about a while back called Peace is Our Profession. Oh, um, where Lassie saves that diabetic dog and the kid learns to have faith in God. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) She had a bunch of very small roles in movies as well. Uh, They're mostly all uncredited, though. One movie that caught my eye was called The Hunters, which, hey, I bet you can guess why. I was like, oh, that's probably about us. Uh, it is. <laughs> you know what? In a way, maybe so. Uh, <laughs> in the lens of a beautiful metaphor. Um, <laughs> so, look, just I'm afraid where this is going to go now. Yeah, I let our legal team know that it's about us and they are hard at work. <laughs> uh, just replace, uh, you know, our calling of watching a 60 year old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and a grotesque family with piloting jet planes in the middle of the <laughs> Korean War. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, if I wasn't hunting monsters, I would be piloting jet planes in the Great War. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure do. there's another alternate universe where there's the hunter hunters. The did, hunter you say, hunters. did you say the Great War or the Korean War? The Korean War. Either one. <laughs> That's yeah. me, WW2 and Korea. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't put this guy down. Once he takes to the skies, he stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, and they also, they're all pining for the same woman, which, you know, Obviously. we kind of do that with the Munsters. You know, we all want a piece of Herman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, of course, the trailer has uh, the director come out. He introduced the movie. Uh, he course. explains it's based off the novel The Hunters, um, and oh. it's a story that's never been told. I no, doubt really. that. Well, it's, based off, that. it's based off a book, so obviously it's been told before. Yeah, At least once in book form. That's a good yeah. point. Um, I wish I could have been in the trailer with him, just being like, 
what? No, it has. You just said it has. And then mm-hmm. he, well, actually, uh, yes, about- do you have five or six rules that you can tell me instead? <laughs> yes. Step one. The go fight in the Korean War. Step yes. two. <laughs> I don't know. Then there's more steps after that. See, I would never be a producer, but um, basically, yeah, they, they're all these people. It's the brave men, all the brave. And there's like women who follow them around. I don't know. Um, he kind of leans back on his desk and he introduced you to all the characters and they're like the characters face just like magically fills up the other side of the screen as he kind of like looks at them and introduces them. It's kind of weird. Uh, they all say like some lines as they get introduced and then it kind of transitions to a real trailer. Uh, there's some drama because one of the guy's wives is sleeping with uh, the uh, another member of the group, but he doesn't really seem all that mad about it. It's really strange. I don't understand. Uh, the director explains that it was actually filmed in a lot of real world locations outside of the U.S. to get the footage. Um, so they went to like Japan and like real air bases and stuff. So mm. that's good, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there's also a cool theme song kind of. It's hard to hear because they make it really quiet until the chorus where they go, the hunters. Like I said, our calling is talking about Frankenstein monsters and the grotesque families. So let's slowly head our way back up so we can get ready to talk about that. You know, we got to take our time, though. We don't want to get the monster bins. Terry, did you say slowly? I did say slowly, yeah. Because I shun that command. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know me. Do you ever see that episode of the X-Files? Yeah, Where there was sure. the guy that could like squeeze himself. Yes, oh, and he goes in like the vents mm. and stuff. Yeah, so I made myself super long and skinny, and I <laughs> shot out of here like a spear oh, through the water, God. making myself huh. as aerodynamic as possible. Oh. And, but before that, I shaved my body. Uh, beard. Oh, good. Oh, get rid of that uh, hair resistance. And That's only holding you back. You I'm know? like a spear, and I I just oh. cut through the water. And I shot mm. out. I'm also I I hibernate <laughs> and I'm what? hundreds of years old, just like that guy. Oh, I, I believe uh, I had to eat people's livers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, wait a second. That was that one explains of my, my little weird scar that <laughs> yeah. I eat livers. I oh, need. Jeez, uh, I was I was like, wait a minute. Terry didn't describe anything in that Skuma uh, recaps about people eating livers. I had to remember we're talking about the X Files episode. <laughs> yes, which is one of the greatest X Files. It's a two parter. There were it, like mm-hmm. that's only like recurring character in the monster one offs. Is that guy? Yes, and he. I mean, it's a great monster. It's mm-hmm. so oh, weird, but it's so yes. cool. And I'm glad Loved you've it. taken inspiration by becoming one yourself. Yes. I, that guy's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? The apple does not fall far from the tree. Anyway, gents, I've been up here for quite some time feasting on the livers of the staff. I'm, I'm definitely glad you referenced Wait, that. So I'm glad I'm glad you referenced that episode and not the one with like the the inbred family. The though. inbred family. That's the other X-Files episode uh-huh. that always gets brought up. Around my house, at least. <laughs> Gather around, no, children. There was an episode oh, no. of X-Files with about a family that was so <laughs> terribly inbred. They kept their inbred mother on one of those little rolly carts that mechanics use underneath the bed. That is the first episode like, of the X-Files I ever saw. Oh, and, wow. And you were expecting more of that? Uh, it no, it, it, just, it, it just creeped the shit out of me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to wonder what happened. To, the really happened in Lollipop Guild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were dead 
Uh, he buried them very quickly mm, before I could inspect them. Hmm. Yes. Um, livers were fully intact. I can guarantee that. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, I believe. Anyway, gents, I've cleared out some space in the kitchen, so let's just gather in there and have some soup or something. And let's talk <laughs> Wait, about... <laughs> is, it, is this far, is, Are these farmer beans? <laughs> yes. And a nice Chianti. Here we go. Season 1, episode 33. Lily Munster girl model wonder what this is about yeah what a clever name i don't know but we're gonna find out real quick right Mm -hmm. quick this came out may 5th 1965 we're almost to the summer months of monsters wow i bet you we'll have a june episode we'll have to have june episodes there's five more after this yeah i think i think they stop in like mid-june and then they take like two months off in october or september and they go to june and they didn't take breaks they're insane that's insane yeah so this episode lily munster girl model the synopsis on amazon said lily is hired as a fashion model this gets a 7.7 on imdb that's one of the higher rated ones it it? is we're in that stretch of the high sevens low eights this is like the Mm. sixth or seventh in a row that's been 7.7 or better Okay. okay. Uh, we'll see if that's lofty or not. Mm-hmm. But it starts with the title card, so maybe it's accurate. There's that <laughs> title card. It's back, baby, after a week. Mm-hmm. That's that monster's monster seal of approval right there. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is. is a good one. It was gone for a week. Remember last week it was gone. It's like, where'd mm-hmm. that title card go? And now we assume the guy got fired. He got rehired. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> they liked it after all. They must have been like big backlash the fu- <laughs> the week after there was no title card. People writing in like, what What am I watching? I don't understand. People rioting. Not hey, just you, writing in. They were also writing. You know, after reading those notes about Car 54, I was wondering if maybe when that title card comes on, if in like the original run of this, if it came up and you got somebody saying, you know, the monsters brought to you by. Maybe. Oh, you know, that could be. Yeah. yeah. Because that would actually work, and maybe why they pick something other than the actual monster theme song to play, usually behind, oh, like behind well, it. That's funny. Yeah, uh, the monsters brought to you by Lucky Strike cigarettes. Cool, <laughs> smooth, <laughs> relaxing. Hmm. The monsters brought to you by the Adams Family on ABC. <laughs> oh, Keith, you know that would never happen. Yeah, cigarettes God. would though. Mm, oh, definitely would. Yeah, hundred percent. That has happened. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Oh, Mister Clean, definitely. Yeah. So this episode, we get a title card, but then we get Herman is carving a tiny ship. He's covered in like wood chips and sawdust. Yes. So I assumed he carved this ship from maybe a larger ship. Or like a log. Or a, yeah. a full tree. <laughs> oh, then maybe. I, I like the idea of a big ship and he just made it smaller. <laughs> Lily comes in. You want to go to the movie tonight? Everyone's like, nah, I got my hobbies. <laughs> he's, he's carving a ship uh. to put into a bottle. That, this is a, oh, go ahead. I thought this was going to be the new, like, I thought this was, I, I forgot what the episode title was again, like was. And I was like, oh, is this our new episode where Herman gets a new hobby and everybody hates him for it? It's shipbuilding. No. Like that's, I, I'd watch that. <laughs> it consumes his every waking moment. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's very easy when you cheat. So, yes. And so, She's like, you got to build the ship in the bottle. He's like, nah, he just pulls the bottle apart and puts the ship inside. <laughs> and he's still covered in a bunch of shit. So he can't go to the movies because yeah. he's doing his hobby. 
what about grandpa? He said they're playing solitaire. And I was waiting for him to say something about that. He goes, no, what's playing? Well, he says, well, to kill a werewolf and vampires of blood alley. Well, grandpa's a hard pass because he just goes to movies for escapism. He doesn't want to see real life shit on screen. <laughs> I like that. I did. I like that line. That's and good. besides, he's got to help Eddie with his homework again, again. What about Marilyn? Nope. She's out of her friend's house. Well, fuck. Lily's pissed. <laughs> she sits on the couch <laughs> and then she just loudly laments. What am I to do? Herman has his things and blah, blah, blah. I know. I'm going to get a job. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I thought she was um, going to go out and make friends. I thought maybe she'd go see the movie herself. Like, I don't nope. like, no, she's like, I'm going to go get a job no. for some reason. Okay. I'm going to get huh. a job. Nobody else wants to go with me to do this. I'm, I'm, let me go get employed. Yes. No, just go to the movies by yourself. In fact, that would be a fun episode yes. of her going to the movie and like people she would interact at the mall or wherever she goes. I'm going to tell you what. As an adult, going to the movies by myself is a good time in general. Oh, I love doing that. I, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's good times. Yeah, and Lily, she just she doesn't appreciate what she has. Yeah, no, this is her chance. Oh, but what an extreme to go to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. God, if I could in her shoes, that would be the last lot in my mind. I'm not getting a job. No. No, yep. no. 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 Yeah. So she's like, "Fuck y'all, I'm getting a job," and they're like, "A job, a job," and then she storms off. Banger! We have the most succinct possibly ever cold open yes mm -hmm. it's it ridiculous perfectly. no strain to it very very no good strain point. yeah wow keith good call that it's exactly Trademark. it's the bellamy touch <laughs> yep. super yes. simple efficient storytelling but what's funny it's like you know the keep it simple stupid everything here is so convoluted but it's so <laughs> quick and easy you feel simple and yeah. it's just like oh man there's no strain to that opening Mm-hmm. Banger. Everything's shiny still. Come mm -hmm. back. Breakfast table. Nothing's changed. Lily's reading the want ads. Now, this is where the episode took a hard turn to me disliking it. <laughs> yes, this is the same. same. Lily's reading the want ads. Secretary, 120 words a minute. Huh. Then Herman, huh, she can't even write a note to the milkman without a dictionary. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Using the dictionary is a skill. You know how hard that is to look up to, to one to admit you don't know how to spell a word, and then two, oh God, look it man. up. Man, back that's in that big, day, that's adult shit right there, Herman. Mm -hmm. There's no autocorrect uh, back then, Herman. No. Yeah. yeah, what an asshole. And then <laughs> I, it also seemed very out of character. Yes, it all is. Almost uh, like this isn't a monster story, but a story <laughs> for another sitcom that's hmm. been made to fit into the monster world. Interesting, because. Nothing's monstery except for like two pieces. It's almost like yeah, you could replace uh, Lily's name with any other name and put yep. a girl model after that. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, Gail Storm, girl model. <laughs> yes, I was just saying that. Yeah, uh, she can't even write a note to the milkman without a dictionary, which is not a sick burn as as Herman is acting. Yeah. Comptometer operator wanted. No clue what that is. Didn't look it up. Don't care enough. Herman, comptometer. <laughs> She'll probably get that thing into traffic and hit somebody. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lily's paying zero attention. She's got six or seven picked out. Marilyn's going to go help her get dressed for the interviews. That's presumptuous that she's got interviews, but maybe it was different in the 60s. <laughs> you, you just, just walked in. Yeah. I'm here for the job. 
Okay. Uh, comptometer was the first commercially successful key-driven mechanical calculator. What? Key-driven? So what would that have to do with anything like a, about driving? Like a vehicle? <laughs> like, no. Do you I, drive that thing to calculate? No, it's just a calculator. Uh, it, it, what's it, it, the key uh, for? It, it's a key driven, so like um like typewriter keys. Uh okay, oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like mm-hmm. car keys. Yeah, me no, too. Because no. he talks about getting into traffic. Well, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what Herman didn't didn't realize that they meant like typewriter keys. It did addition, subtraction, product, <laughs> uh, and division. There we go. No, no. So <sighs> I want to say Herman is really dissing Lily, but I also feel like maybe there's some pent up like Herman's had to deal with a lot of everybody else crapping on his dreams and motivations, yeah. you know, throughout the episode. I think maybe he's just really like balled that up and now he's like letting that out. And it doesn't, it's not a good look, but I think I, I, can, I can understand why Herman might be a little bit like bitter about, oh, you want to go do something, huh? But yeah, it's still yeah. not a good look, Herman. Not a good. Look. No. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's weird. <clears throat> I, I, I want to hope that that's right. Maybe it's just a little pent up, but to me, it feels like, He's a very out of character, yeah, unsupportive I, asshole. I think that's a, uh, my my explanation is quite a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's no continuity between episodes. <laughs> no, no that's true. No, Every yeah. episode is its own world. In this world, Monsters Universe one one three seven five nine. Oh yeah, Herman's <laughs> an world. unsupportive asshole. Yeah. Anyway, Lily doesn't give two shits what any of them say. She goes to get ready. Herman is very upset. He's upset. Uh, He's upset. He's really against the idea of Lily getting a job. Grandpa's like, forget it. She's got no experience. And he's like, she's worthless. She's got no experience. Like, Jesus (laughs) Christ. Yeah. Like, again, like, even for Grandpa, who usually says a lot of like very asshole type things at times, like, he's even this seems a little much for him. Yes. Like, they're just completely, you know, shitting all over for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why they don't want her to get a job either. I don't, I don't know either. She's gotten a job in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, Herman wonders if she com- should command her to stop as the Lord oh. and head of the household. The Lord. I'm like, Jesus uh-huh. Christ, Herman. Yeah. Grandpa's like, like, nah, man. you don't want to do that. Herman's yeah, like, Herman, you're no king of men. Come on. Yeah, nope. Well, women. He's a master of disaster, but no. Yeah, he is that. Oh, Herman's yes. glad he doesn't have to do that because Lily always laughs at him for stuff like that. Also, one of the easiest thing to do is when she first brought this up was be like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with my ship. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Episode oh, over. You're going to get a job and say, I'll just go to the movies. Let's go watch that werewolf one. You know? Yeah. Easy mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Fade that to Lily getting a job montage. We yes. see the secretary wanted ads circled, and we see Lily typing. And then the carriage flies off the side of mm-hmm. the typewriter and floats in the air. And then Weird. it comes back. Mm-hmm. We can Dude see the freaks strings. out. And then he's like, Nope, we already got that filled. Sorry. Shuffles <laughs> around. Nurse wanted for senior citizen sanitarium. Sanitarium. <laughs> that part. Dot, dot, dot. Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> but Lily's there. There's a help wanted sign on the front of this, this like uh, old house. Lily goes in, and a bunch of old people come shooting out in wheelchairs and crutches. And one old woman on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, they come high speed flying out of that house. Um, cut two. Woman bus driver needed. 
Lily's in a bus, starts it up, backs up through a fence. Classic women can't drive joke. Yeah. Mm. But now, what did it say? I miss it. Did it actually say women's? Yes, bus it driver? said woman it bus it driver did. wanted. Which I was like, that seems kind of odd for the time. That like, especially with like the way that like Herman and and Grandpa are kind of like like really rant, you know, going on about like, oh, she's gonna get a job. She doesn't know how to do anything. And also, no, there's ads specifically. We're looking specifically for women. A yeah, woman bus driver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. And then we get to the last one. Fashion. This is this is the most um, detailed ad. Fashion model wanted by prominent courtier Weslo Bart Brostroff. Bra. I thought it said bra strap at first, but it's not. <laughs> it's Brostroff. <clears throat> Distinctive model needed for new collection. Only those with unusual beauty and poise need apply. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we cut to or fade to mustachio dude Italian, maybe? Laszlo Brostoff. Mm-hmm. He's looking at models that are coming in. In comes Colette. He is bored. Yeah. And then in comes Millicent. She's German, I think. Marching in or something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell that that was like some kind of like Nazi theme or something. <laughs> Yeah, oh, she God. had she had a she had like an odd it, it's not a swastika thing, but she had like um the the little pin she was wearing looked kind of like the the one that the Red Baron would have. Oh yeah, like and the little, she kinda, like, yeah. But she had like the stiff legged march coming in too, which is very mm-hmm. Nazi. Yep. Laszlo pounces wall into the head, which is like man. <laughs> Laszlo, he needs a model who's warm, exotic, with exotic <laughs> flamboyance. Someone with flair. He he plops his butt down, crosses his legs in the most like abrupt fashion ever, which I kind of enjoyed. And then in comes this is Lily. Lily comes in covered in a cloak. It goes like shoulder to floor. She does this move where she sticks her arm out in front of her and mm. just kind of prances and flings her cape around. <laughs> I don't get why the arms out in front of her. I think she's just pointing at him. I don't know, but we're only a few episodes removed from her getting involved in that fashion show. Yeah, that's true. And and I'm thinking like she just kind of maybe saw it, like she saw someone kind of put their hand out and like twirl around, so she's doing that. But she's wearing that same crazy. This is, uh, this a, is a it's a different ver- It's well, it's a different version, but it's the same basic like. It's thing, huge, yeah. huge and heavy and go- covers her shoulders to the floor. And she prances and flings her cape around, knocking shit all over the place. <laughs> Lazo's like, she's perfect. He loves it. That's what I call flair. Tell the other girls to go home. Lily is Lazlo's new line personified, pretty much. He's trying to recreate the kind of allure that was reflected by women like, oh, Theta Barra. Keith? Ah, oh, Jesus. They, yeah, I no. didn't look it up either. They <laughs> called her the vamp. That's short vamp. for vampire. Yeah. That's a very, Lizzie, that's a very common nickname in my family. Oh, oh, oh Laszlo. <laughs> He's trying to revive, revive the dead, if you like. Well, it's like, if I like, I love it. That's that's always a fun thing to do. Laszlo can just picture the faces. I, I always love when they do this. Anything that re- regards the monsters. I can't wait till people see you and the looks of their faces. (laughs) They do that all the time. Yeah. Laszlo can't wait till his customers get a load of Lily. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Laszlo brushed off original and float around the room. And then Lily goes like this. And this is why she's got the heavy cloak on mm-hmm. because I think she's wired up. Oh, she's yeah. definitely wired up. You can see it very easily. And then she floats around the room. She's got that heavy ass cloak so she can be lifted off the ground and float. But you don't see her feet ever. Nope. So nope. she could have li- like literally stepped up on a box and it would have <laughs> no one would have known. Um, Lily There's floats a around the room. Camera just lifted her up and yeah, yeah, yeah. Explains why she's wearing the heavy gown. Yep. yep. I could just embrace you, Laszlo says. She's like, tut, tut, Mr. Barstroff. You're hired. And then she floats around the room again. And that's when we fade to Herman and Grandpa in the living room. And Herman is complaining. It's bad enough having his wife work out, uh, working, but as a fashion model. And that's where we get the clip where Grandpa's like, calm down. It's a respectful profession. And all the men, panky, panky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my wife. That's so weird. These are like these handsome fellows. It's like, don't you think they're hideous? Like, don't you think that the normal looking people are gross? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You see those handsome fellows, you know, in the magazines. I actually really enjoyed this, like, back and forth. Like, Grandpa's just like, all like, oh, and I can't tell if he's doing it on purpose to, like, Mm-mm. or or maybe he started that way, but then he kind of got really into it. And then Herman's, you know, comes back with the whole thing, like, you know, that whole, the, the hankies are trying to play banky with is my wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and Herman's laughing it up and like weirdly, like thinks this is hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Handsome men dressed up. Yeah. It's just, I was like, why is this so funny to him? I don't understand. That's <laughs> hmm. weird. It is weird. And Terry, you just made a very good point. They would think that these normies are gross, right? Yes, because they're the monsters. The monsters mm-hmm. are beautiful. Normies like Marilyn are very plain and drab, but they don't. They don't ever seem to do that about anybody other than Marilyn, though. That that is true, but this episode has a lot of like starfucker quality to it because they're they're all about name dropping and in love with some of these Playboy guys, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and it's so weird, almost as if this script or story was not originally for the monsters. <laughs> Wouldn't it be interesting? Well, I, I like that Lily gets us something to do finally on mm-hmm. her own. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be interesting if like Marilyn got to be the model and everybody's like, what? You know, like maybe they kind of learned to appreciate Marilyn. And- yeah. You think no, why would they do that? Okay. That, that, they, that takes out one of the pillars of the show. I mean, true, true. I yeah. mean, they could always forget it in the next episode and just maybe because like, oh like, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is sure, just yeah. Monsters mm-hmm. Earth 113957. And five seven nine is where yeah, Marilyn. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Marilyn is the most famous person on Earth, but not this world. <laughs> nope. nope. Yeah, yeah. She's actually become president, first woman president, and yeah, she yep. nearly sentenced Herman to death. Weird. Yes. <laughs> so Herman's like, "That's my wife." They want a hanky with the pinky or whatever, and <laughs> Grandpa's like, "That's my daughter." And Herman is, I hate this sequence so much how can i forget this i almost forgot herman yells for lily to come down this instance she's can't take that job marilyn comes in like you looking for lils and he's like darn right i want you to get that man chasing home record down her town suite 
I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This Calm sucks. down, Herman. You're, I've never seen him this mad at Lily before. Man chasing homewrecker. Holy shit. Marilyn's like, oh, you can't mean Aunt Lily. Besides, she dipped like an hour ago for that modeling <laughs> show. It's like, oh, Herman yeah. is so mad. He could go right through the ceiling. Now, now this uh, is insane. This is a helps. very... This is the first thing that's monsters or monster enough, right? He launches directly straight up uh, with no propellant for no real reason. No, he doesn't even jump. He just like floats into the sky. <laughs> he just yeah. launches into the sky through the ceiling. Like Superman. So, so yes. what I'm thinking is, is that uh, we had none of the contests and uh, somebody <laughs> said, oh, I've got <laughs> I got some string. wires. Yeah. <laughs> because I think like you can see the wires like early on, like when she's doing the typing thing and, and it floats off. I think you can see them there. When she's talking to the Lazo, <laughs> you can see it. And obviously <laughs> that you just use some wires to lift Herman up in, into the thing. Uh, you know, so you go mess around the attic. But it's like what like did you guys just get this? Yeah. They just figured like, out how to do it. Yeah. Like the first episode that they did all like the different like uh, transitions. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> they had, like 20 different ones. They're like, ooh, let's test this one out. <laughs> yep. Um, Same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The studio sprung for some wires. Maybe they were, do- maybe they just got done with like a uh, Peter Pan production or something. Oh. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got these left different wires. Yeah, before they could only afford to like move a sausage across the table or something. <laughs> <laughs> now they can lift Herman into the skies, Lily into the skies. Yeah, this is this is high production mm-hmm. value. Oh god, I hate it so much. So he just <laughs> moves straight up into the air, um, crashes through the ceiling. Grandpa's like, "Get down here! I want to talk. This is no time to be hiding in the attic." And then we get our first commercial break. Thank God. Like I needed it. And that scene <laughs> was infuriating to some extent. Yeah, that's too much. We come back. We get a mini recap. Uh, Eddie walks in and Marilyn's like uh, looking for Herman and Grandpa. Oh, they're in the dungeon working on something. Must be neat because they told me to get lost. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. He's like, <laughs> you think they're working on something to keep mom from working? <sighs> Marilyn's like, no, don't you mind your own business, son. Big ears and shit. He's like, yeah, they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Herman and Grandpa in the dungeon. Another mini recap. Grandpa's sorting some bottles. If Lily's going to be a model, we're going to fight fire with fire. The best line of the episode comes up here. Herman goes, you mean we're going to burn down the place where she's working? <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's like, no. You, Jilly's, Jilly. Lily's making you jealous? Herman? You're going to make her jealous like that. That's the problem. <laughs> the jealousy is 100% in Herman's mind. She hasn't done a single thing. No, he no. hasn't even seen her like modeling and seen. The, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's it overreacting is 100% to the 100% conjured up by grandpa and his like talking about playboys and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make we're going to make Lily jealous by turning you into a playboy. He's always wanted to be a playboy. Herman's idol is Georgie Jessel. Grandpa's like, no, we need some. I got some more modern shit down here, son. Little bottles with pills. There's Ricardo Cortez, Mickey Rooney, Pat Boone. Oh, that get in there. Mel Torme. And Mel Torme, all I can ever think of is Night Court with Mel Torme. 
Mm-hmm. Dean Martin, Cesar Romero, Frank Sinatra, and then a giant bottle with giant pills in the back that says Texas Playboy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Why is that a thing? <laughs> so, boy, and I hated this too. And then Herman's like, oh, Mr. <laughs> Clean? Oh, he's a real big swinger when he's not making commercials. Don't let that earring fool you. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, weird. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, this is strange. Uh, uh, is Cesar Romero, is he known for being a playboy? Because I had never imagined that in my brain. I, uh, Cesar Romero. Uh, he's the Joker Rudy. is the only thing I can think of every single time they, uh, <laughs> that they say. That's all I ever picture of him. That's I don't know anything else of. he's done. Yeah. Maybe he was a playboy, but I can't envision that in my brain. Yeah. Oh, that mustache mm-hmm. made all the ladies swoon. Can't resist the stash. <laughs> nope. Yep. Grample settles on Grample. Whew, man, Grandpa settles on Frank Sinatra. He gives Herman a pill. Herman takes it. He swallows. Smoke. A lot of. <laughs> and Herman is in a tux with a black hat Aww. coat over the shoulder, cigarette in his mouth. And like, I'm Terry's in heaven right now. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ring a ding ding. <laughs> Herman mm. is pleased, pleased as punch. I, but, I'm surprised that hit. Like, I expected. I don't know what I expected. I thought maybe like his shape would change, but literally all he did was put on clothes. clothes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I thought and, and yeah, sound more I like thought, Joe Piscopo than actually Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. I thought he would look like Frank Sinatra, but yeah, no. like a cameo, like on the show or something. That, that would have been, been awesome. Nope, it's just Herman dressed as Frank Sinatra, <laughs> which I'll take it. But Herman's all into it. Grandpa's nah. Also, or or at worst, um, like Herman, like not like it just being Fred Gwynn dressed up like. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's just Herman. Yeah. You are up to being Sinatra, and quite frankly, Sinatra is enough to being Sinatra. <laughs> Dang, Ooh, wow, that's yeah. pretty sad, Grandpa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Sinatra's catching strays here from Grandpa. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa then settles on Richard Burton. And then I'm like, well, Keith, tell me who that is. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah, that's what oh, I figured. Okay. Uh, but they're like adults only. This ain't Kitty Aspirin. So I'm assuming that uh, Richard Burton had some drug problems. Herman takes another pill, smoke. And then I had to, <laughs> this, the, a very British song plays. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah. I didn't know what the song was, but I Googled British song. Dun 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 dun. Literally, D U N D U N D U N D U N. The song is called Rule Britannia. <laughs> oh my god, you found it. And it is dun 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 dun. <laughs> Herman is dressed up as a stage actor. He's sniffing a rose. Yep. He's got this huge collar to be or not to be. Amazing. Blah blah blah. Herman doesn't like it. He just wants to make her jealous, not drive her out of her mind. I can't <laughs> I tell like if that. he'd be so sexy he she couldn't handle it or so annoying. It'd be one of the two. Uh, he was a brilliant British actor. He was married to Elizabeth Taylor twice. Uh, he was oh. in Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. There you go. Um, he was in 1984. Okay. Um, handful of other things, but those are the top two things that IMDb uh, lists them as. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Nominated for seven Oscars. Wow. Wow. Okay. He's, there he is, British actor. To be or not to be indeed. He's dead also. Yeah, no, assumed. Not yeah. to be. Grandpa then decides on a Texas Playboy. <laughs> and this is the second best line. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, trivia. 
He was on a flight to California from Mexico. We ran to a young man interested in acting. Bert encouraged him to pursue it full time during their conversation. That young man's name was Kevin Costner. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. It wasn't like, I guess it was a piece of trivia. You didn't give us a question. You're going to be like, who was no. that young man? He promptly left his marketing job to pursue, to pursue an acting career. Well, there you go. Yeah. And because of him, we have Waterworld. Grandpa Hooray. decides <laughs> on Texas Playboy. And then we get the second best line of the episode. Why is the pill so big? Well, it's only one-eighth chemical. The rest is baloney. It's I like, like that. Yeah. Like, Take that, Texas. Herman <laughs> swallows the pill. Smoke yet again. Herman, oh, th- I I don't know if this outfit or the Sinatra outfit was better because Herman's got a 10-gallon hat on. <laughs> he's got a suit. He's got a Colonel Sanders bow tie. I'm like, oh, I love this. this. All favorite, I needed was yeah. six shooters. Mm-hmm. Yes. I needed like a Western uh, Monsters episode where they're all dressed up in like cowboy outfits. That is what mm-hmm. I want. I that, need that. Maybe that's 100%. That's world like 1418 or something. Where, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all set in the Wild West. I need it. Yeah. I, I just... I'm I'm confused as how these pills work though. Like it's, I, I get that they need the smoke so they can do the quick scene, you know, the, the quick, uh, you know, reset for the costume and all. But like, the smoke seems something more like if Grandpa were to do a, um, you know, if he was just to quickly, you know, do one of his little spells and the then entrance, poof, you would, yeah, from Razagul, yeah, like, and you would get something like that. This oh. is he's chewing on a, he just swallows a pill. Why would? It, Everything explode around him. It doesn't magic. Yeah. Or why do you take a pill for this? To like change clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Why yeah, does grandpa do anything? You know, I don't know. It's true. And what's funny is, well, maybe the pills are less potent than liquid form. So the pills. Yep. Here we go. Herman's got the 10 gallon hat, the suit, Colonel Sanders bow tie. Y'all come by the ranch anytime here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. His accent. I wish I was hoping he would do that the whole time. The rest he of the did, unfortunately. Grandpa's like, Herman is irresistible to any woman that sees him. Flip her lid. I'm like, okay. And then so Marilyn comes down the stairs doing what she always does, asking if Uncle Herman will be here for lunch. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, got really worried here that this was going to go one of two ways. I'm like, like oh, her being Keith. like, oh, Uncle Herman. Well, well we we'll still get have there. opportunity for that. Yeah, coming. we'll get there. <laughs> uh, Marilyn comes down, sees Uncle Herman, and laughs. She busts up laughing. That was pretty funny. Oh, Uncle Herman, you are the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> are you going to go play Cowboys and Indians with Eddie? With Eddie? He's yeah, love this. No, and quite frankly, I don't want lunch. <laughs> So she goes back oh, upstairs. Man. She just came in for that one little bit. She's cackling all the way back up the stairs. Love, yeah. love the scene of her laughing like like nonstop. Yes. Can not control herself uh, all the way back up the stairs. It's great. So grandpa's like, oh, fuck that. I'm at the, I'm at the crank up the game here, up the ante. He's going to show up Lily. She, they're going to show up to Lily's job with a beautiful woman on Herman's arm. Herman's like, well, I don't want to show up with a strange woman. Don't. Grandpa's like, don't worry, I'm gonna mix one up for you. I'm like, <laughs> I thought like, oh. he's gonna so he's gonna create life. That's what I thought. No, I no, knew no. exactly where this yeah. is going when it started. It's like now I had a touch of 36, 25, 36. Grandpa <laughs> drinks the potion, smoke, he turns himself into a very attractive <laughs> young woman, blonde hair, looks like a starlet, got the meat shawl on, everything. 
Mm-hmm. And then she starts to talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then, well, and before Grandpa's like, this will work 100%. And then he starts talking, and it's Grandpa's voice coming out of this woman's mouth. Mm-hmm. And, Very uh, weird. Well, what do you think, Herman? <laughs> Guess I'll settle for 80%. Now, <laughs> Herman says, Good line. I like it. Every husband should have a father-in-law like you. That's <laughs> oh, weird. They start yeah. walking out. Herman goes to grab her ass. He reached. <laughs> I was going to see if any of you guys noticed this. His hand goes straight for the butt. And yeah. then he stops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Herm, this is not a monsters episode. Oh, no. Now, Herman this, is respectful. This is very monstery, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The potions and all that stuff. But this is conjured this is created it could be anything like well you know i have a friend at work whose sister (laughs) hook you up or whatever right could be anything because herman is very out of character he's basically he will have sex with grandpa (laughs) i'm a hundred percent positive uh yeah we'll get there because later i i'm convinced yeah this if this show was made in the 90s they would have got drunk and screwed (laughs) oh yeah Uh, yeah it would, have, it would yeah. have been like one of those weird, like they wake up and Herman looks next to him and grandpa's laying there, not as a woman anymore. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that oh. is what would have happened if this oh, was like nice. a 90s Her- early Herman's, Herman's arm wrapped around him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh. a Black Mirror episode. I don't know if you guys oh, saw season man. three, but there's an episode a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe monsters are, uh, you know the uh mm. inspiration mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we fade to laszlo bastrops it's another damn fashion show i'm oh, like oh god, my god damn. but this one's a little more traditional i guess there's chairs with a bunch of people sitting in them and like somewhat of a runway yeah it's just like a room they found somewhere yeah now herman and grandpa are in the crowd watching the women herman has his hat off, so his flat head is exposed. Bolts are there. <laughs> yeah. And he is literally um I you the model could reach out and touch him. It's so close. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it is closed quarters. I, I wanna I wanna mention that and I'm not sure if I'm mistaking this or not, but uh when they come in they first pan around the room. Uh there's a young lady who's uh serving drinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first African American person on the show. I think you're right. I yeah. didn't even notice. You are probably very correct. Yes. Yeah, I think that is the first one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is a hundred percent correct, Keith. We are three three episodes in. That is the first African American individual in this entire series. Yes. And she's serving drinks. I I was half watching, half typing at the time. Then we cut backstage. Laszlo is complimenting the clothes, not the women. He's like, oh, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I meant the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> then Lily walks on an outfit with a big fuzzy hat on, which was had to be the inspiration for Lily in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the big babushka hat on. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Also, Lily's hair is in braids. Like braided oh, pigtails. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed that. That came from your side. She prances around again with her arm out in front of her for whatever reason. Lily, you look out of this world. Oh, thank you. But I haven't been there for years. <laughs> now, then we get this clip. Mr. Brastoff, I have such news for you that I think I shall just go to pieces. Irving, you're stealing my thunder. 
<laughs> girls in the audience, and I saw it with my own eyes. There's a wealthy Texan with his girlfriend. Oh, he would have his girlfriend. You know, that's exactly what I'm in the market for, a wealthy Texan. I guess you wouldn't be interested, though, would you, Lily? Oh, my. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> I have the most wonderful, handsome, sweetest, kindest man waiting at home for me. Oh, lucky <laughs> you. I could travel to the four corners of the earth, and I'd never find anybody like that. Oh. True. True. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> what exactly is Irving wearing right there? Like, oh, I didn't even notice. Like a Robin Hood outfit or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Irving, the little squirrely. Uh, it is. I don't know if it's a Robin Hood outfit. It's like a button-up sweater vest. Uh, Something with the hats is with a weird looking hat. weird to me. Yeah. And she's got the librarian glasses. Oh, Mr. Lethlo, Mr. Brobstrap. Uh, <laughs> there's something you can't believe. Yeah, but why does she come to tell him that? I don't know. Does the he wealthy... care that there's a wealthy Texan with his girlfriend out there? No, he's... Well, mm. maybe. He'll buy clothes. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess this goes to show you that the Texas Playboy is a thing that people are on the lookout for. Like, well, yes, you won't believe this. There's a wealthy Texan Playboy out in the audience. Got oh. oil money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like, oh God, really? No. Well, I think it was that then as well. Texans are like uh, vegans or uh, <laughs> CrossFit people. They 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 won't shut up about it. <laughs> like the, they'll tell you about Texas until you're they're blue in the face. It's like just shut oh. the fuck up, Texas yeah. boy. <laughs> Sorry, all you Texas listeners out there. I'm yeah, saying, you know, not you, of course. Not, yeah, not you it. specifically, Texas person. Not all Texans, just, yeah, just Texas people. All the ones besides you. Yeah. You know who we're talking about. Oh, so bra strap. <laughs> uh, well, mm-hmm. so Herman and attractive grandpa, <laughs> which is, <laughs> is my new favorite. The beautiful statement. woman. <laughs> yes, attractive grandpa Herman sitting in the crowd. I really liked the actor that was attractive grandpa. She yeah, did a, she she did did a very nice job mm-hmm. in this episode. They're sitting there. Bra strap comes out, addresses the crowd. <laughs> He's like, I need to tell you about the sheer magic as worn by one of our top models, Lily Munster. Top models. She's been there for a week, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Lily Munster. Lily walks out and Herman is maybe 10 feet in front of her and she doesn't notice him, which I don't know how you can't notice Herman, yeah, the he room his hat off. is small. Mm-hmm. He's got his hat off. There's only 15 people sitting there. And what of this <laughs> fucking Herman? He sticks out like a sore thumb. Okay, so were there a lot of other guys in the crowd too? That's because I couldn't remember that after. I don't like either. I thought about that um a little bit earlier before we started recording. I was like, is Herman the only guy in the room? Like he really should have like yeah, you know stood out even more. I mean, look at this crowd now, Keith. Good call. I'm probably this wrong, but yeah. Consists of oh, you're right. There's the African American actress, and she's dressed like a maid. <sighs> yeah, great. All right, so here we go. Woman, 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 man, woman, man, woman, woman, Herman, grandpa, woman, man, woman, woman, mm. man. That's the that is the extent of the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and so I mean like. Even even with a few other guys, it's Herman just immediately stands out. Yes. And by the way, not because he looks 
like a crazy Frankenstein monster because he's wearing that crazy Texas outfit. I mean, even even if he looked like a normal human, that still would catch your eye right away. Yes. Yes. Plus, yes. he's center of the room mm-hmm. and he's seven feet tall. Right. All yeah. those things catch your attention immediately. Green but, skin, red eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give Lily this benefit of the doubt. There's like these Greek columns in the room and maybe he was behind it. Maybe he had like obstructed view with his mm-hmm. seat. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Lily comes out. She walks around the room. She prances and turns right in front of her, like right in front of him. And then she turns and starts to walk away and then she stops. She's like, wait a minute. Was that Herman? She looks over her shoulder and sees Herman and Grandpa getting very cuddly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she really pissed and she walks off. <laughs> As she should be, honestly. Yeah. Like, yes. what's happening? There is nothing about what is happening that is either A, normal, or B, <laughs> not infuriating from the point of view mm-hmm. of Lily. Herman is and Grandpa are so insanely irresponsible in this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if things escalate, Herman could be Lily's dad. Yes. How's that going to work? But Grandpa says to Herman, it's working beautifully. <laughs> did, did you see her face when she spotted us? Grandpa pulls the cigar out of his purse, <laughs> wipes off the end, <laughs> lights it funny. up. Yeah, I love this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman's just like, she just keep Herman's just keep ignoring her. And then Herman goes to compliment Grandpa, but then he realizes the cigar, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot myself." Grandpa puts out Herman's champagne. When she comes out again, we'll lay it on thick. She'll quit her job on the spot. Oh, like that's your goal is to have her quit the job on the spot. I- yeah. So mean. Oh my God. More models walk out. We got Carlotta. She mm-hmm. sees Herman. Herman winks at her. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> Carlotta walks mm-hmm. backstage. She goes, What a wolf. Did you see the look <laughs> that Texan gave me? Lily pissed even more. Mm-hmm. So, but she didn't notice that he's a hideous Frankenstein monster. She's probably just looking at like his suit nope. and is like, hey, He's a Texan. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe. All Texans look like that. That is a <laughs> <Sorry>. Texans. <laughs> or or she noticed she's like she noticed that the you know the very attractive young lady with him and that because he's that grotesque, he must have a lot of money to keep her around. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And she's like, mm, he can look at me all he wants. He's must have some dough there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh not in his that bulge in his pocket is not tissue. It is money. Yep. Oh, good. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so Lily comes out. She's pissed, but she maintains her composure. I'm like, oh, good for you, Lils. And until she walks off the stage, like grandpa is all over Herman. <laughs> he is leaning yeah. all up, rubbing up against him. Yeah. yeah this like, is like they're weird. like nose to nose, like yes. a lot of the stuff. Lily, and those like Greek columns I was talking about there, Lily kicks one over and it falls on Grandpa and Herman and pins Grandpa uh, under the column. Yeah, she Everyone's, like, okay. crushes this person. Like, yes. if this hadn't been Grandpa, this woman would be dead. Murder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, and I, I like the line Herman says where he says, this is a whole lot better than when grandpa turned himself into a frog. Like, yeah. were they That's doing the really same? Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Line. It's like, it's, what uh, what, what's the frog from the WB? Uh, oh, like cartoon, the dancing yeah. frog. Oh, yeah. 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 Hello, my darling. Yep. Mm, Michelin yep. J frog or whatever. Yeah, and he he cozied up next to Herman when he was dressed. <laughs> we changed to a frog like that. Yeah, yep, I forgot yep. about that because Grandpa's like, "How am I doing? Great! <laughs> it's a whole lot better than when you turn yourself into a frog." While Did yeah, because the, the frog, the frog, because well, the frog couldn't rub his chest like Grandpa is, or kiss him on the know, cheek man. like Grandpa is. This is so for me. I'm just like, they'll do it. They're gonna do it. Like <laughs> this is not the, this is not the first time this has happened. There's times well, where grandpa's like, Herman, I need to show you something. And grandpa zip. drinks the potion and he's like, God. what do you think? And he's like, eh, just don't talk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what goes on. It is such a weird dynamic. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. uh, oh. Lily knocks that pillar, pins grandpa down, would be dead if he wasn't grandpa. Mm-hmm. Everyone's rushing to save her. Laszlo grabs grandpa. He's like, watch it, Buster. <laughs> huh? What, have you never seen a girl before? <laughs> <laughs> then Herman says, great. take your hands off my grandfather. <laughs> grandfather? Now, this is the first time anyone has noticed Herman for being Herman. Because yep. Laszlo looks at him, sees Herman, and then Laszlo goes, Laszlo Brostroff, you have had it. And then he faints. <laughs> now there's two minutes left in the episode because <laughs> yes. we go to the commercial oh. and we come back and as soon as i went to the commercial i paused and i'm like i wonder how this is gonna go how are I they hit- gonna resolve this huge like ch- like this like have been a wedge in their marriage at this it, point. Is. it seems almost irreversible this this would be could be a relationship destroying situation yep well you know some things mm. get destroyed new uh beginnings New beginnings, yes. I've seen Chasing Amy. There's only one way to make this whole thing work out. Yeah, what a threesome? That? Is that what it was? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, 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 God. So, Keith, that is the worst what? thing that's been said in this episode so far. <laughs> and he, you wouldn't say jack off at the top. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst thing. <laughs> And this is the worst thing in the episode. Yeah, that's so crude. We cut back, and Lily is packing up because she's leaving. I'm like, we're right, Terry. This is this is a relationship destroying thing. And I'm like, well, if Herman just explains, that makes it worse. Yes, it does. So Herman's like, it's just a misunderstanding, huh? The next you'll be telling me that blonde on your arm was Grandpa. Well. <laughs> It was grandpa. <laughs> I was trying to make you jealous. That shouldn't make it a million times worse. Yes. Yes. Well, but also like she was standing right there when grandpa started talking as the, you know, yes. as the as the lady and she didn't Nope. Wonder like why does that lady sound like my dad? Yeah. Didn't care. And why is he saying why is Herman calling grandpa? Uh so Lily says it's the most ridiculous story she's ever heard. Her says, nah, grandpa's downstairs getting out that potion. And when he walks to the door as a beautiful girl, (laughs) Lily, you're going to throw yourself into my arms and beg for forgiveness. Like Constance Bennett does on the late, late show. 
why would Lily be asking for any sort of forgiveness? No, yeah. Not throwing yourself onto the floor begging? No, no, no. Herman should be begging for forgiveness. Yes. I absolutely loathe this. I hated it so much because then it makes Lily at fault for what? Getting a job? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. There's a knock at the door. There he is now. And then grandpa comes in as grandpa. He's not a girl at all. Oh, the potion bottle's empty. Someone else drank the rest of the potion. Then there's a knock at the door. It's Eddie. I'm like, then I laughed out loud because I knew exactly what's going to happen. The door opens. Eddie's a charming young lady. (laughs) (laughs) What happened now? So when grandpa was the beautiful young woman, grandpa would speak. She would move her mouth uh, to the same words. And it was done Mm -hmm. pretty well. Yeah, it worked. Grandpa spoke in a normal cadence like grandpa would do. We cut back. We see this little girl here. She's maybe 11, 12, 13. Just a nice young lady, teenage girl, uh, probably eighth grade, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, she moves her mouth. Eddie goes, I do not know. I drank mm. something in grandpa's <laughs> lab I thought was a soft drink. Yes, mm. this is not great. Eddie is not, the voice acting yeah. is not a specialty here. Nope. Yeah. I mean, one, why would you think it was a soft drink? Does grandpa ever have soft drinks down there? No. <laughs> uh, Why would you just go drinking weird shit? Yeah. Also, I really was hoping like when they op- when they open the door that uh, as the young girl, like she'd still be like an eighth grade girl, but like maybe have like a mink wrapped around her or whatever, because it would still be like a fur. <laughs> still be glamorous. Yeah, because yeah, it would still be the, the same formula that, that grandpa put together. So it or if it was like, the same woman. Oh, yeah, voice. that. Oh, that would have been that's as a bunch of other weird levels to this whole thing. But yes. yeah, no. <laughs> so then I wrote this down. Mm. Lily asks for forgiveness for some fucking reason. I hate this show. That's what I literally wrote down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I hate Man. this show. And yeah, then Herman goes, thank you, Constance Bennett. Uh. And he comes up. <laughs> Grandpa, how long will I stay this way? <laughs> Two, maybe three hours. Give you a chance to see how the other half lives. But I have to pitch on the school baseball team this afternoon. What will I do? Pray for rain or learn to pitch underhand? Credits. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Gentlemen, <laughs> that was season one, episode 33, oh, Lily Munster, girl model. What did you all think? And please don't let my my negative my negativity uh, dampen your spirits. I think I liked it a little bit more when I first watched it than in doing <laughs> the recap, because I, you know, because then we start we do start sticking on some of the stuff of like, man, this is. First of all, it's not very Herman like to do this. It's also just like kind of straight up rude a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And it takes away what could have been like a really, really great fun episode because I enjoyed the parts with Herman and Grandpa down, you know, working their way through the the costumes and all the silly costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of Grandpa changing into uh, into the the young lady even before we add on the idea that they probably almost had sex together. Um, oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, 
they banged then, it out in the closet. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, just, you know, even at the end, like Eddie showing up as, as the young girl and, and his thing about even having a baseball game and stuff like that gets overlooked by the fact that they just really went way out of character and also just really mean to Lily. Yeah. This is, it's a weird episode. Like, I, I was excited because it was like, oh, Lily's going to finally get like a chance to do something on her own and like have her moment, I guess. Cause it doesn't really feel like she ever does. She's always the one who's always like complaining about Herman doing things. Mm-hmm. It's not the roles are reversed, but it just feels wrong for Herman to be like this mad about something like this. Like, I, I don't understand why he's so angry and he gets really when he's calling her like a, a man hunting. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, what? Home wrecker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just, that seems so weird. It's, it's too intense. Yeah. Like I almost wish like Herman would be like, well, I want to be a model too, and that's why they're doing like the the potions or something. I don't know. It it just is a mess. Like I don't like there's there's so much weird stuff. And then yeah, I mean the, like the whole incest layer between Grandpa and Herman mm-hmm. uh, it adds a very interesting dynamic, but it's not something I really expected from the monsters. So you know what? That's the old no strain. You you brought something new to the table, um, and that's nice. I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah uh, but yeah this was definitely a weaker episode i think it just wasn't great it was too yeah yeah herman just the the way herman reacts to everything in this is pretty weird that's my biggest complaint so everybody's feeling so out of character and i hate just the like just the condescending towards lily and all that stuff it just to me it's just like it just rubbed me the wrong way Mm -hmm. but don't let my negativity spoil your fun also we got two reviews on imdb mm. one is from uh december of 2007 from that guy Mm. yes it's a nine out of ten of course course. grandpa never looks so good exclamation point grandpa turned himself into a beautiful blonde and posing as herman's girlfriend yep that's what happens in this crazy episode (laughs) oh so he liked it nine out of ten then we have another one eight out of ten Decent episode of a good and original show from August of 2020. So a little more recent. Wow. Yeah. And this one's short enough. I can read it. This is a comical episode that explores this dude. This person pulled tons of subtext out of this episode. Oh, this is a comical episode that explores fame, jealousy, insecurity, pathos, trust, love, and resistance to change to name a few Mm. things, a few things that's like, (laughs) <laughs> movies don't have that much to them funny and, and forbidden love yeah mm-hmm, yeah funny and thought-provoking the message is timeless timeless the show is perfect at 30 minutes a lot happens and it moves fast no mm. it isn't a masterpiece theater but it is fun imaginative mm. and worthwhile check it out and see what you think you in all caps wow eight out of ten right. you know he's not wrong with that it's just he skips over the fact that they layer in a lot of anti-women working mm-hmm. and anti-women being independent and, and all that other stuff. Like yes. yeah. the misogyny of the time. Yeah. The, I mean, just the straight up out of character activity for everybody and the weird possibility of <laughs> grandpa Frankenstein's monster sex. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He somehow he did mention that. It's, I do agree though. I think it went fast. Like the pace was quick. Like I was surprised mm-hmm. it was over when it was because it felt like there was so much more that needed to be said. Like there, there were two like montage sequences in this show though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We had the getting the job montage, we had the trying on the outfits montage. Yeah. And they weren't really montages, they were scenes, but I mean, it was a full, you know, like here's three you know mm-hmm. uh, outfit changes jesus yes and that was great I, I forgot to give credit to that but i love the outfit changes that, that was, was awesome. like six minutes of the whole episode mm-hmm. and the episode's only 20 minutes long it's like a third of yeah. it right there yeah, yeah. uh, uh right. i i do now want though to see an episode where uh eddie has to go to a baseball game but he's a little girl and like striking all the guys out and stuff like that mm. and like just everyone's like what what's going on here and like they have to like try maybe explain that like Eddie had to go out of town. That's and here's Edwina or something like that. Edwina, that might be that, yep. that that might have some some humor to it. I mean that would be funny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and within the realm of monsterdom, like that's the only thing that's really monster in this episode is Grandpa's potions. The rest of it totally could be any other generic sitcom yep. that existed ever in the history of time, all the mm-hmm. way up through the to now. Um, just. Pretty, pretty bland in that regard. Okay. Well, we know what broke Lily. We know mm-hmm. what probably broke Grandpa's ribs was the stone <laughs> pillar falling on him. Oh, but definitely. in the first episode of season one, there was a babysitter that did not break anything. Nothing, nothing could have broken her except for maybe something in this episode. What broke <laughs> the babysitter in this episode? <laughs> And if we're probably all on the same page, so I'm going to have to like pivot and find something new. Go. It's pretty uh, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, she's helping Lily out, you know, to give her some moral support. So she went along on some of the interviews with her. Um, and so she was hanging out there for the modeling interview. And, you know, she just happened to look in to see how things were going. Um, and she sees Lily fly through the air twice. Mm. She's like, okay, well, that's common for me. And she's like, usually I got to explain like, oh, don't worry about it. It's, you know, tries to cover a little bit for it. But she's like, Laszlo and and Irving, neither one of them seem to even care. They, they're, and that's she's true. like, what? The, I'm the only one who's unbreakable. What are you two doing? And that breaks her. Oh, the fact that other people weren't broken. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The other people saw Lily float around the room twice mm-hmm. and thought nothing of it. Huh. Well, um, yeah, I think you know we all know what broke them. Uh, she saw Grandpa and Herman. Like she, she's like, okay, they have some weird harebrained scheme. She knows they're getting a little bit close, and it's like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. But this is they're I don't know they're 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 kind of they're like a bunch of characters. These monsters, you know, they're just doing it for the gag. But then, you know, after the end of this episode, she starts to notice that Grandpa's been taking that potion quite a bit, and uh, Herman <laughs> and, and Grandpa have been spending a lot of extra time together. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you know, she's some, some somewhat of a, uh, you know, seismologist, you know, <laughs> she notices some some readings coming from in the house and she walks in and she sees something she wished she had never seen. And yes. she yep. closes the door, rips out her hair, goes <laughs> screaming down the halls and gets on a skateboard and paddles away. <laughs> yeah, they were working it. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they were working it. They yes. were working it. Very good, Keith. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know if you, I, my trend lately is the babysitter's out trying to like expand her horizons beyond babysitting. 
mm-hmm. and she saw an ad in the paper for model with unique beauty. I'm like, well, that's me. So yeah. she goes and she's like, Hey Lily, you're here too. She's like, yeah. And so like next up Lily Munster. She's like, Oh, I must be after Lily. Lily goes in and then what was the little Igor? What was the little girls? Irving. Little Irving comes <laughs> Igor. out. <laughs> Irving comes out. He's she, she is Laszlo Brostrap's uh, assistant. She's like, Laszlo has found his model. You can all go home. And the babysitter's sitting, standing there uh, in her best outfit with the paper clutched Aww. in her hand. She she missed out again. And that's what Yep. Wow. It's like her three spirit. or four straight weeks where <laughs> her <laughs> husband's job has been ruined by the monsters. <laughs> oh, wow. well. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> that's an, another one in the books. Mercifully. Yeah. Yeah. We're slowly mm-hmm. approaching the end of season one. It's getting five, exciting. five episodes away. Doesn't feel that far. It feels like we're close, but yeah. it feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. So until the next time we meet, what Keith, what do you have for everyone else out there to listen to, to tide them over until we do season one, episode 34? Mm. Uh, we got a couple episodes left of that was great wasn't it um Mm -hmm. rolling through that uh the 1989 nbc cartoon of the karate kid uh we've recently found out more about the shrine and some random middle episode that apparently means nothing overall but um it's back on the move again no no yeah yeah so more more fun adventures going on there that shrine can't be contained cannot cannot all right We'll check that out. Yeah, uh, that was great, got. wasn't yeah. it? Uh, what about you, Terry? What do you got? Uh, I got another show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> uh, we got another show that I do. It's called Run the Real. It is indeed on hiatus, but we got a plenty of backlog episodes. If you want to check them out, we talk about movies, usually within certain categories. Maybe it's Christmas movies. Maybe it's horror movies. Maybe it's something a little more specific, like shark movies or something weirdly broad, like water movies. Who knows? We do all sorts of weird stuff. So check it out if you're interested. It's pretty fun. Check it. Check it out. Derek, what do you got? Oh, boy. I got this and the Patreon. and That's it. So mm. you know, over on that Patreon, we got so much content. It's crazy. That's um, right. Yeah. Actually, we get a pretty good backlog of content. So if, if at first you're like, hmm, I don't know if it's worth it for that much money for a whole $5. Uh, now you can do it. You get like shit ton of episodes like, yeah oh, yeah totally sure. worth it and then you can stop yeah. that's fine and then yeah. wait in there 10 <laughs> 10 weeks and then join again I you, got, you got you got you got multiverses um you've got origin stories you've got uh true Mad libs and all Mad types libs, of stuff going on origin, over there. the origin story i'll tell you what we've talked about before but mentioned here real fast before we were the monster hunters we practiced on Adam's family. That was a really good episode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was listening to that today and I was like, you know, this is actually much better than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Quite good. I chose the third one. I discarded the first one when we tried to do characters. Yeah. The second mm-hmm. one yeah. still had some rust on it. So we did the third one and it was good. Yeah, I was, and it was a time when we could do an episode in an hour. Yeah. And it was under an hour. Just so you know, like oh. after <laughs> I cut off the, the front where we talk about nothing and then, we get to the months that we get to the Adams family. It was like 52 wow. minutes. 
Uh, any, any who I got that monsterhunters.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash monsterhunters. It's all the same monster hunters on the socials, monsterhunters mm. at gmail.com. Send us your ideas. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, when this comes out, it may or may not exist. Uh, know. you know, you reach us there, Instagram, Facebook, Mastodon. I don't fucking know. I don't even know what that. All I know is a band called Mastodon. So, yeah. And lots of people have been trying to get in a Mastodon for a long time. They're yeah, too yeah. stringent. <laughs> they they demand perfection, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywho, that's that. But I think we should wrap up this episode and call the night the way we do every episode. <laughs> Oh, Susanna. <laughs> oh, Susanna. Oh, Susanna. <laughs> Someone call me? I'll be with you in a moment. Oh, boy. The Gale Storm Show. Oh, Susanna is brought to you by Nescafe Instant Coffee. The one coffee made especially to satisfy your coffee hunger. Coffee With hunger? that delicious fresh roasted flavor. Oh, cool. In every cup you make. Coffee hunger. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast and... That was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.